0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Magical Streaming, a brand new podcast where we watch Disney Plus through the entire catalog, hopefully, and share our thoughts, opinions, some fun facts, and a bit of history along the way. I'm Amber.
1: I'm Marie, and we will see if we actually get through that entire catalog. I just looked at the list today. It is massive. Like, not just movie-wise, The amount of TV shows on there that have who knows how many seasons is a little mind-boggling.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to be the optimist here, and I'm going to say we're going to do it. And hopefully, we're going to have an audience that wants to listen to us along the way. So, let's learn a little bit more about each other, as if we don't know. Um, Tell me your favorite Disney character and your favorite Disney movie.
1: Well... Those are hard questions to start with. Um, If we go with nostalgia's sake, then the answer to both of those questions would be Cinderella, which has always been my childhood favorite, and um, which was also renewed with the coming of the live action with Lily James, who is the perfect Cinderella. But I do also really enjoy... Some of the newer releases, like Moana and Coco, and Baymax is my bae, so he's my baymax. What about you?
0: Well, growing up, Beauty and the Beast was my go-to favorite movie. Uh, Unlike you, I do not care too much for the live-action counterpart that came out recently. As far as my favorite character, that is, of course, Winnie the Pooh. I have loved him for my entire life. I do also enjoy a lot of newer movies. Uh, I also love Big Hero 6. I really love uh, The Princess and the Frog Entangled. And, and there's just, I mean, there's a lot of really great Disney content out there. But, of course, we've got to start from the start. The one that started it all, Snow White. In case someone out there hasn't seen it, Marie, why don't you give
1: us a synopsis of the movie? All right, so this is the official synopsis, as per Google. Here it goes. The grim fairy tale gets a Technicolor treatment in Disney's first animated feature. Jealous of Snow White's beauty, the Wicked Queen orders the murder of her innocent stepdaughter, but later discovers that Snow White is still alive and hiding in a cottage with seven friendly little miners. Disguising herself as a hag, the queen brings a poisoned apple to Snow White, who falls into a death-like sleep that can only be broken by a kiss from the prince.
0: Okay, well that sums up the whole movie. Nobody needs to watch it now. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much the whole story. You're good.
0: That is the whole story. Uh, I do want to give a little bit of history. As we've said, Snow White is the film that started it all. It is Walt Disney's first feature animated film. It is the first feature film from Walt Disney productions in general. It was way back, 1937, it was released. I do have a little bit more history though, dug a little deeper. So production started in 1934, early, and Walt announced it in June 1934. Two million drawings, uh, two million sketches, that is to say, were brought up over the course of the production, but about 225,000 actual pictures are used in the movie. It was premiered on December 21st, 1937. It had a budget originally of Uh, In the low 200,000s, but Walt kept driving up the budget until it cost $1.5 million in 1930s money. I ran a little calculation in uh, $1.5 million of 1930s money is about $21.9 million today.
1: Which is massive when you consider the fact that when they started this movie, they didn't have an official studio yet.
0: Right. It's also why the film was nicknamed Disney's Folly while it was in production. I mean, Walt really risked everything on this movie. He mortgaged his house. He had his brother, Roy, and his wife, William, telling him, A, cut it out. And he did not. And it really, as we all know, paid off hugely. It started feature-length animated films. So that's kind of the history that you need to know about So It in the Seven Dwarfs. It did go on to win, of course, an Academy Award in which Walt was also presented seven miniature statues to go on, uh, to go on, to go along with it and was one of, still is one of the highest grossing films ever when adjusted for inflation.
1: I believe it is the highest animated grossing. Like it's it's some one of the highest grossing movies like altogether, but it is the highest animated grossing, I think.
0: Yes, I did. I see that here in my notes as well. So you are correct. Inflation so- y'all. <laughs> Inflation? We do have some fun facts about the movie that we want to share. So, Marie, why don't you start off with some fun facts that you found, and I'll share some fun facts along the way, and we can react.
1: Like, wow, Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, to kind of uh, piggyback on one of the things you mentioned earlier, um, one of the things that I saw in terms of the production itself so the production employed 32 animators, 102 assistants, 167 in-betweeners, whatever that is. 20 oh, you layout don't
0: know artists. What
1: No, I don't. what is it? Um, an in-betweener cleans up. So Oh, like when from the drawings and the
0: Yeah, but also because they're not, you know there's the motion between one picture and another picture. Uh-huh. That's what they're in charge of.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: The more you know.
1: Yeah, so 167 of those, uh, 20 layout artists, 25 artists doing watercolor backgrounds, 65 effect animators, uh, 158 female inkers and painters. And as you mentioned earlier, 2 million illustrations were made using 1500 shades of paint.
0: I have a fun fact to jump on that right away is that Snow White is wearing actual makeup. Women from the ink and paint department decided that the only way to really get the makeup to pop was to use their own actual makeup on the cells. And so Snow White is wearing makeup from the 1930s in the movie.
1: I did know that, but that is very interesting. It's so wild to think back on all the techniques and like, Those numbers are huge for the time, but they're so small comparatively to what you see today. And, you know, the fact that they could fit all the names of everybody that worked on a movie that was important to the creation of a movie in the opening credits, whereas now you need like a 10 minute end credit to just go through all the aspects and ultimately even in terms of voicing there's not that many actors right that uh contributed to the movie because you only have so you have the seven dwarves and then you have snow white the queen the huntsman and the prince so right. you only have well, 11 talking characters oh and the mat, the mirror well you know
0: why there's not as many because they were just starting, they really didn't know how to do humans that well. And that's actually why a lot of scenes that were planned for the prince ended up being cut, because he was just too difficult to draw.
1: It shows. <laughs> <laughs> I say failing to draw fi- stick figures.
0: I mean, you have a lot of hot takes about the prince, which we'll get to later. Yeah. In terms of the voice actors, I do have a couple more fun facts. So Lucille Laverne provided the voice of both the queen and the witch. And the way that she achieved the witch's sound is by taking out her false teeth.
1: Yeah, and she actually um, didn't tell the animators or, you know, anybody that was involved in the recording what she was gonna do they just told her they needed an older raspier version of the queen's voice for the witch so she just stepped out of the recording booth and then came back a few minutes later gave the voice and everybody's like that's amazing how did you do that and that's when she just oh i i took my teeth out
0: (laughs) can you imagine like how'd you make that voice oh i just took my teeth out
1: you know what? So You, you just, you got to make the most of what you have, or in this case, what you don't have. I, you got me
0: there. Another, um, but also, Maroney Olson, the voice of the magic mirror, had to speak the lines while wearing a box frame covered with old drum heads over his head to get that iconic magic mirror voice because again we're talking the 1930s they don't have like sound boards to mix and change so they just like
1: well put a box frame over your head and do it those were the you know the, the a lot of techniques that were used and I guess maybe are they still I don't know that they're still used as much because now we have such a an ease technology and just mm-hmm. the sharing of information to access pretty much any sound possible like i know that there are still some techniques used to make things sound more real but the tricks that they used back in those years like actually one of the things that i found is um the sound of the floor creaking when dopey is slowly walking across the floor when they first come into the house and he goes up to find Snow White uh, was created by Worry Disney bending an empty leather wallet back and forth. And like, how do you even come up with these things? You know, like,
0: (laughs) it was definitely Walt. Like, okay, we're going to figure this out. Everybody show me what you got. And I I can guess that Walt heard Roy opening his wallet and was like, that's it?
1: <laughs> it could be. Could be Walt. I mean, definitely. He...
0: I don't want to take away credit from people who actually... Um, if anybody knows who actually came up with that.
1: Well, didn't... I mean, what I saw, it says that Roy created the sound. So I don't know if that means in terms of like he made the sound for the recording created in that manner or created as in he came up with it you know we can't really know but
0: I mean if there is one thing Roy Disney did a lot of in the Disney company it was opening his wallet (laughs) ain't that the truth Uh, another fun fact that I found is so there are eight songs in the film But 25 songs were written for the movie, which is wild to me, considering how short the movie is. But they, at one point, had 25 different songs to choose from.
1: Yeah, it is a running time of actually one hour and 28 minutes. Okay,
0: so, I mean, the whole movie, it could just be songs.
1: Yeah, if they had kept all 25, that's basically all it is.
0: The other crazy thing to me is to think... We're going to talk in a couple of moments about staying power. Um, all of these songs, the eight that are in there, they're all very iconic songs because they're the first of their kind. So they are very. I mean, you don't have to particularly know much about Snow White to know "Someday My Prince Will Come" or "Hi Ho, Hi Ho" or "Whistle While You Work." Like these are songs that everybody knows. So. I can't help but wonder about those other, I have to do quick math, 25 minus eight is uh, 17?
1: That is correct.
0: Okay, great. Uh, those other 17 songs, what like, what did they sound like? We, they could have also been in our cultural
1: lexicon today if they had all stayed. <laughs> Well, a lot of things could have been in our uh, cultural lexicon today, including the other names considered for the dwarves, because there was a very long list. Although this depiction of the Snow White story is the very first time the dwarves were actually given names, uh, I believe. Okay, well... Like, in terms of the stories, I, I do know there was an early version uh I I don't think names were given because now that I'm thinking about it the only movie depiction of Snow White that preceded this one was a uh silent movie okay so but yeah so uh, and again those are you know pretty everyone well most people will know the name of the dwarves and you know
0: if you had to they- pick a dwarf that you identify with, who
1: is your Dwarf Sona, if you will? Uh, I would say I'm probably a mix of sleepy and grumpy. So like every dad on a Walt
0: Disney World vacation?
1: Pretty much.
0: Personally, I am 100% sleepy. Um, yeah, I just, I could be sleeping all the time.
1: Although. You can be were- a little bit of a doc.
0: That's the truth. <laughs> there were. Do you have some of the names. Of the rejected dwarves. I saw one yes. which was Hotsi. And I think that is my alter ego. Hotsi.
1: I do have a list here. Actually the list that I have. Does not feature Hotsi. So I guess you just gave an extra one. Oh, uh, some of me. the ones that I have here. That were considered. Uh, we have Busy. crabby. Which I guess would have been too close to grumpy. You uh, can't have both. Yeah. Uh, Daffy, dumpy, flabby. Help. <laughs> yeah, that's just straight up rude. Uh, helpful, which is very strange to me. Because I feel like all of them ends in an E sound. And... Ex- well, not doc, actually. So. I guess that could have been the standalone. Uh, we also have a lazy, scrappy... Sniffy, Snoopy, Stubby, Trifty, and Wheezy. Which you know, some of these names did actually. Not. I'm looking at them. Come back. Um. Sort of. Well, Wheezy did, and well, Snoopy. Wheezy. But that's different.
0: Snoopy, Snoopy is my other alter ego because anybody who knows me knows that I gossip like
1: it's my only mode of communication. Oh yeah, so often we will be in public, just sitting, not talking, and <laughs> she will turn to me and be like, oh my god, did you hear that? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's just listening to other people's conversations. Okay, like, the danger of talking in public is that other people are <laughs> going to hear you, and some people have wild lives. Listen, I don't pay attention. I, I am not... I don't know. It, it's You're just not, not Snoopy. Something...
0: Snoopy is not your dwarf Sona alternate. N- no,
1: of that alternate, I'm probably crabby and flabby. <laughs> oh, should... no. Maybe, maybe throw some lazy in there. Definitely no. not thrifty. Thrifty is a good...
0: I think we should all strive to be thrifty the dwarf.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What but... other, do you have any other trivia? Should we? Um, that you
1: want to hear? one of them actually that I saw confused me a little, okay, uh, because it says that the movie was to start with scenes involving Snow White's mother, but they had to be cut to avoid the wrath of the censor, and I'm very curious as to what they were planning to do with Snow White's mother that would have angered censors murder her straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's not supposed to be murdered. I mean, I guess you never really know how else how will she have dies. a stepmother. Well, she could have just died. Like no, it there was were, the there story was originated in what the <sighs> so many years ago when people died young. She could have died. She could have straight up died in childbirth. That would not be that far stretch.
0: Well, I guess we'll never know. If somebody knows, please email us. Uh, at magicalstreaming at yahoo.com. Tell us, and we will update people in the future. But now I want to get into a little bit of the cultural impact, the staying power of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. As we've said already, it is still well-known today. Uh, Snow White is one of the few characters that has a star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. But also let's talk staying power in the parks. Now it's been 80 years. Where do we still
1: see Snow White in the parks? Um, Well, you can definitely still meet her uh, in terms of Epcot. She meets in the Germany Pavilion. I Mm -hmm. do not know where she meets or if she meets in the other parks, to be honest um they do have her they usually will have her in every single parade um usually preceded by the dwarves because in a way i feel like i feel like a lot of times though in terms of meeting characters Snow White is uh, at the bottom rung of her movie family. People get so excited to meet the Queen and the Dwarfs, but that could also be in terms of rarity, not necessarily in terms of preference. I would like to say also,
0: of course, the fairy tale dining that opened at Artist Point.
1: That's true. That's very recent.
0: Recently is themed around Snow White. So, we're still in... That opened
1: 2018? Uh, did it open 2018? Or did it just open this year? I feel like it just opened this year. Okay, so late
0: 2018, early 2019. Tweet us? Don't tweet us? I don't know. The point is, very recently, we've had a new, quote-unquote, experience about Snow White. And... Well. One of the most popular rides at the Magic
1: Kingdom. Yeah, I was about to say, is the and to uh, as of now, still the newest addition to the parks in terms of rides, uh, until the Tron roller coaster opens up is Seven Dwarves Mind Train. I think you should specify when we say the parks, we mean Magic Kingdom. Magic Apple. Kingdom, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, there has been a lot of other rides since 2013. Well, a lot. A few. Uh, But as far as Magic Kingdom goes. Right. I think also it's very
0: interesting that Magic Kingdom is one of the few parks that doesn't retain Snow White's Scary Adventures or Snow White's uh, uh, Adventures, however you want to call it. Our version at Walt Disney World closed in 2012, but Disneyland is still operating since 1955. Tokyo Disneyland still has Snow White's Adventures since 1983, and Disneyland Paris has had it operating since 1992.
1: Yeah, they closed it to replace it with uh, Princess Fairy Tale Hall where she initially wasn't to meet, and then she got booted out.
0: She still has a portrait, and there's still the, the books about Snow White in the meeting room, so her presence lingers on. But also, multiple parks have Snow White's grotto. Uh, Disneyland has it, Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, which is a wishing well and a little, like, fountain and Snow White's and the dwarves. In the Magic Kingdom, of course, we have Cinderella's Wishing Well.
1: Is it so, Cinderella's Wishing Well? Because there's the fountain, but the actual Wishing Well, is it named after Cinderella? Well. Okay. Which is interesting, considering she never wished over a well.
0: That's true. Well, I, we'll get into that later. We won't.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we won't. That's, that's um, all I I'm had to say away. on the matter.
0: That's all there is to say on the matter. But it's interesting to me that... The Magic Kingdom is kind of the place where we see Snow White the least. In terms of other parks, we just are like, well, Seven Doors Mine Train, which is about the dwarves. Let's be clear. Um, we yeah, really I mean, haven't retained a lot see... of love, even Shanghai Disneyland. Their castle walkthrough is of Snow White.
1: Well, you did. Uh, you have told me before that Snow White is very very popular in china she is
0: she is because there was just when it came out and it premiered before there was a lot of censorship so she's very beloved in china so that does make sense i'm just it's crazy to me that the one that started it all at the magic kingdom in walt disney world the biggest disney property she kind of gets pushed aside a little
1: uh, she does, I feel like she does not get as much love as a lot of the other princesses. So it's not entirely surprising. It, it,
0: well, I mean, the other thing is, when you look at little kids dressed up as princesses.
1: You do actually see, well, no, you don't see that many Snow Whites. It, it actually stands out. Right, exactly. That's what I was gonna say.
0: Because it's not like uh, Elsa where you see a million little girls dressed as Elsa, you're like, Oh, that little girl's dressed as Snow White.
1: It's always sweet. I find I always find it very sweet actually when I see a a little child walking around dressed as Snow White. I'm like, Oh, Snow White's getting some love. That is nice.
0: I, I also think little kids so as we said, kind of meeting Snow White as an adult is like, yeah. We she haven't said have that actually.
1: Say. Oh well. Now we're, we're saying it, now. it. I I don't think it's that she has I so the thing with me with uh meeting a lot of the older princesses, and this stands true for Snow White, for Aurora, for Cinderella, um the character that they have to embody is such a it comes from a time when they wanted to depict these girls as wholesome and proper and sweet and, you know, the, the driving force to their nature is kindness and helpfulness and um, it, it does make it kind of, it, it's a different kind of personality that you will play around with than meeting someone who's playing around, you know, with Rapunzel or, you know, Merida. Um, yeah. although actually that stands true I feel the same way with Elsa so it's exactly. not necessarily it's all the old more ones reserved
0: kind of yes exactly character. because it's
1: exactly because it's a reserved nature to start with and then as you get older it, you know you know the way you're interacting with the princesses it's not obviously not the same feeling as if you're a child interacting with the princesses, so you have more awareness of what do I go up and say to these people. And because of the fact that they have this more reserved nature, um, they're gonna not hold back, but the way that they interact back with you, you there's not much to build on, um, for adults again, and uh, again. I guess it can depend. I'm very bad at meeting characters. Like I'm not going to disagree myself. (laughs) I never know what to say. I'm very awkward at it. So I'm sure that a lot of adults who are much better at it than me can have great interactions, uh, even with the more reserved princesses. But she is amazing with children. That is true. I was just about
0: to say. You see so many videos online. I feel like disproportionately I see the most videos of those very sweet videos where it's, you know, a small child who is, you know, very loving or whatever else, but where it's Snow White that they're interacting with and just having the most amazing time. So... Maybe it is just Snow White is one of those characters that really shines the best with young children because you don't need, I mean, I think this goes into Snow White's character a lot where she is genuinely just a kind and helpful person. And so for children who are just looking for, you know, kindness and love and, you know, that little, oh, it's a princess, it's magic. It's very easy.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I just, I don't know where I was going with that. That's okay. You don't need to know. You never know. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, So, yeah, so staying power in the theme parks. Not the, not the highest, but uh, still putting out some things now, even though it's been a long time. It's been Since 80 years. Movie. I said yep. that earlier. Well, it's been 82 years. Okay, well. Uh Uh uh-huh anyway um she also does appear in video games i guess it would be another cultural yes she is part
0: of kingdom hearts although she is one of the kingdom hearts characters that you don't get to go to her world so it's kind of lame
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) that was a short uh um short aside yeah What is, what would you say is your favorite Snow White, um, other than Disney, actually, what's your favorite Snow White adaptation? Okay, well,
0: my favorite Snow White adaptation, other than Disney, like, so there was an unofficial sequel made by Filmation called Happily Ever After, that's. Not endorsed by Disney at all. They got a cease and desist letter from Disney. But the company had already gone under. So it was too late. Where it's like Snow White meets the cousins of the doors. And they're all females. And there's like this shadow man and this prince. And it's got a huge cult following. I watched it as a small child. I loved it probably more than I loved Snow White, to be honest. Um, I really did love that but that's not strictly snow white that's like a i mean it is but it's not so if we're talking like kind of closer to i think mirror mirror i really loved mirror mirror i thought that uh, lily collins was great julia roberts was great i i don't know i i just thought mirror mirror was very well done i did also like snow white and the Huntsman. um with Kristen Stewart and Charlie uh, Charlie And I thought that was also well done. But I think Mirror Mirror. Is my preferred Snow White adaption. Outside of. Happily Ever After or. <laughs> uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. What about you?
1: Uh, actually same. And I also had that. Uh, Happily Ever After movie as a child. Uh, had the. The. Um, had the VHS for the movie in French okay well
0: uh, here's a thing that nobody knows about you because we just started this podcast Marie's first language is French it sure is
1: so I yeah I grew up on French versions of Disney movies Um, so tell
0: everyone what Snow White's name is in French
1: Blanche Blanche Neige which it literally translates to White Snow so that's switched it around uh so yeah so very very close to you know they stayed true to the name I guess um but yeah no I I really enjoyed that animated movie as a child although I was a little bit creeped out um but weren't you a little bit
0: creeped out I was
1: creeped out also by um (laughs) You know, actually going back to... I'm just going to throw back to some facts here. Because it actually now makes... I, well, maybe not necessarily more sense. Because um, it could just have been that my parents didn't rent it or buy it before then. But they, um, the film itself was only released on video for the first time in 1994... Because the studio did not want to release it to video. um, And they ended up doing it because the film was about to enter the public domain in Italy. And would have been prone to being pirated. So 1994, I was five years old. I was one. (laughs) Yeah, so you probably did not see it when it was first released on video. I uh, did not think that. But I did. We um Because I have heard from stories that I was five years old the first time I saw Snow White. And the reason I have heard the stories is because when the evil queen transforms into the witch, I was so scared that I just jumped behind the couch and <laughs> hid until she was off the screen. That's like, like the rest of the movie. <laughs> I I mean, I guess she came back. I don't know. I don't know if I just kept popping my head up and down. <laughs> but no, she, I, apparently I was very scared. And I mean, even today, I, I don't think five year old me was unreasonable for being scared of the witch. She is very creepy. And you know she is very ugly, and I feel like as a child, one one of the things that kind of defines whether you like something or not is if it's pretty, or maybe not. I guess it depends on the kind of maybe child you are.
0: If you're just very uh, superficial,
1: that's the case. But some of us, okay. You know what? Actually, though, that kind of draws into the fact that uh, one of the reasons that I like happily ever after is because that Snow White was prettier. In you know who opinion. else was prettier who the prince don't get me started <laughs> do you want to okay. get me started so
0: we're just all into like hot takes now give me your hottest take on it's no i didn't seven swords.
1: okay the prince is the worst okay he is the worst prince of I mean, okay, I'm saying that now. Maybe I will revisit that thought. But I'm pretty sure I will stay through to it. Um, yeah, I just don't like that prince. First of all, he's not personable at all. Which, granted, is due to the fact that, as you mentioned earlier, he was very hard to draw. So they cut out a lot of him. But, listen, this guy just climbs a wall to go and have a look. At this 14-year-old who's singing a song and, okay, we don't know how old the prince is. He might have just been 16, but he looks like he's 25.
0: He's question mark
1: years old. Yeah. And then I don't know that I could ever be possessed or overtaken with such grief that I straight up kiss a corpse. But he just goes and do it. And I get it. Like, she's a very pretty corpse. And to be fair, she's not actually dead. But he doesn't (laughs) know that. Okay, he doesn't know that. Also, the reason he's going there is because he has heard that there is this beautiful maiden laid to rest in a glass coffin. So he knows that she has been dead a while. And he's just... And also, it's, okay, I know, it's yes, the love's truth, love's first kiss, but he doesn't know that either. That's true. He's just straight up kissing a corpse. I have, it's very questionable actions. Um, and I don't know, he's just. There's there's not really any redeeming qualities to this guy because of the fact that we were not really introduced to him. So yeah, he's he's pretty much at the bottom for me. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed, but he sings to her well, no, he talks to her a little bit at the beginning to be like, don't run away which, I mean, I'm a 14 year old this stranger just walked up into my backyard I'm going away. But, like, okay, so he talks to her a little bit, sings to her. She never talks to him. That's true. Like, there is no, um, there's no exchange. I mean, let's be clear: there is a comic.
0: I don't know if you've seen the Buckethead comic. Uh, the name
1: doesn't
0: like. Ring there's a no bell? Maybe, like a little prince out of cleaning supplies as you do when you're a sad, lonely 14-year-old girl and then the prince hides under the bucket and, oh, like, kicks off the bucket.
1: <laughs> Actually, that rings a bell. I think I might have seen that.
0: It's pretty famous. I'm sure you have. I don't know if that makes him more or less likable. I'm just throwing it out there.
1: I don't think that makes him more likable. <laughs> like again questionable I guess his actions do tell me that he must have been 16 years old
0: (laughs) honestly the whole whenever people are like questioning Snow White's age the whole thing everything she does in the movie is exactly like a 14 year old girl I was a 14 year old girl once and let me tell you everything she does makes perfect sense when you look at it through the filter of a 14-year-old girl. Like you run away and cry, obviously. Somebody asks you about love, and you're like, let me tell you all about true love. And you, Yeah, true love with this man, I cross-but you're like, let me tell you about true love, everyone. hmm That's the most 14-year-old thing I've ever heard. My hot take is. Snow White gets like a zero on the listening scale. She does not listen at all. First Doc is like, don't talk to strangers and then Grumpy, who doesn't even like her, is like, don't be letting no strangers in the house. And then the second a stranger comes along she just talks to them. What? What, Did you not listen to these dwarves? Also, then the birds are trying to warn her that this witch is no good and she's still not listening. Like, she's, but again, she's a 14-year-old girl. I. Guess she's a 14-year-old,
1: year old and she has lived a very sheltered life. And, I, guess. I mean, to be fair, uh, she probably doesn't believe in magic. So she sees this stranger who looks nothing like her stepmother.
0: I mean, but the doors specifically say, don't trust nobody.
1: Yeah, but... And they hint that she's magic. Yeah, this wouldn't have been me. I remember... Or actually, no, this might have been me. (laughs) I was just remembering it the other way around. I just remember being young and my mom leaving the house. And, you know, we weren't young, young. Like, maybe 10 and 12, my brother and I. And she just left the house and told us to lock the door. And then to not answer the door and And you answered the door the first chance you had? well, she came back and she started knocking at the door, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check that must be mom. I'm gonna go let her in. My brother was not having it. so but your it was brother my realized it was my mom i I mean I would you know my door, the door is glass, so I would have seen if it wasn't my mom and and then I just I guess wouldn't have answered. I don't know. So I guess I probably would have talked it to the queen as well. Well, the, I'm super right not to have
0: talked to her. I
1: yeah. would have also talked to her. I don't think that's my problem.
0: I would be deeply uncomfortable, but I would feel obligated
1: to speak to her. Oh yeah, I would be so uncomfortable.
0: But I would do it anyway. My other hot take is the magic mirror is a snitch. <laughs> Why? I not- know, right? Listen, so she's like, am I the fairest of them all now? And he's like, no, Snow White's living in the forest, past the trees, over the mountains with some dwarves. Go to the cottage, you'll find her there baking a gooseberry pie. It's like, you could have just told her that she's still alive. You don't have to be given her GPS
1: directions to the cottage. Like, what a snitch. Well, To be fair, by telling her that she was alive, uh, it is a magic mirror. So, the follow-up question would probably have been where is she okay but he didn't have to volunteer that information yeah I, it's this it, wasn't it said that it's a slave in the magic mirror like she enslaved someone and put them in the mirror or something like that i guess i feel like that's what i heard so slave. maybe the magic maybe mirror. yeah yeah exactly she literally says it um so, we don't, I guess we don't know, like, it, the mirror might be compelled to telling the truth. That might be one, like, part of its curse, is that it can't lie. Um, Because, I mean, it doesn't just snitch on Snow White. It also just straights up, yeah, the heart is the heart of a pig. So, the huntsman, no good.
0: I mean, yeah, the mirror could have just said, nah, that ain't her heart, but yeah. That mirrors a snitch.
1: My third. Well, okay, final... well, by saying it's not her heart, then you kind of have to complete with the pig because it has to rhyme, right? I mean, I guess,
0: but I still don't. My third and final hot take is the most sympathetic character in this entire movie is that poor turtle that's just trying to get places <laughs> and is being spun around and left behind all the time. He you know- is. 100% the most sympathetic character in this
1: entire movie. You know what I was thinking? Actually, the turtle is the dopey of the animals. That's because of the true. same treatment. That's like, true. Uh, nobody's looking out for that turtle. Uh, it's, it's just trying to be a part of this. Uh, maybe doesn't appear to be the smartest animal in the room. And nobody else is really helping it out, and I think that's kind of the same with Dopey.
0: Okay, you're making this way deeper
1: than. <laughs> than I'm already. not saying I'm not saying it was the intention to be like, <laughs> oh, we need an animal counterpart for Dopey, <laughs> so let's let's take that little turtle. But no, that's just what I was thinking. Um. Oh was- Okay. One of the things I've always... very Okay, not always, but... In my later years, whenever they start cleaning up the house, and she's just dishing out all these tasks to the animals, and then she's like, and I'll take the broom. (laughs) Same. She did... Okay, listen. The animals did all the work. Let's be clear. Also she's telling them off for not cleaning things right uh, yeah a deer doesn't know how to do the dishes I'm okay, sorry let's
0: let's also be clear these animals were nobody's friends they straight up ditch Snow White when the dwarves start coming leaving her with these yeah, they don't even wake her up they take her into these dwarves house like, like here come
1: stay here Yeah, break and enter, first of all.
0: When the dwarves do get there, those birds are like, let's mess with them and make spooky noises. Like, they're not friends. (laughs) They're chaotic neutral at best.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, they do get a little helpful in the later part when they go and get the dwarves to try and save Snow White.
0: Yeah, so you save, you try and save
1: somebody, you break and enter, like... Okay, and you know, like, one of the things that people always uh, give criticism to Disney movies about is that it gives you unrealistic unrealistic expectations uh, in terms of, like, romance and those type of things. There's and... nothing romantic about this movie, let's be clear. <laughs> and yeah, um, Not, yeah, not to my point of view, uh, as I made abundantly clear. But the biggest unrealistic expectation this movie can give a person is that animals will help you clean. Like, my cat's not pulling her weight around.
0: I guess we've just got to start training animals to clean things. Put that tail to good use. Clean up the cobwebs. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into our final rankings of the movie. First of all, let's rank the villain scale. The evil queen, on a scale of 1 to
1: 10, how evil is she? I think, think she's a solid like 8.5 out of 10. Are you going to expand on that or I'm think I'm trying to gather my thoughts. I'm trying to decide if that number is high enough. It seems pretty high, but at the same time... Like, I don't want to give... I don't consider her to be the worst villain. I don't think she's the most evil of all the evil characters in the Disney family. So, I can't give her a 10. Um, like, maybe 9. Maybe a 9. Listen. This woman is so vain... That she has to be the prettiest in the land. And someone is prettier than her. She will straight up kill her. Not only that. She made Snow White a servant. Because she was so pretty. So I guess she was thinking. oh, If she's got to be cleaning my stone steps all day long. Then she's going to get uglier. And then. The curse she puts on her. You know it it's not it's 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 worse than death in a sense because to her opinion she wasn't ever going to get you know woken up so right. she was just going to stay dead or in the appearance of death but if you believe in the afterlife then that means she's just like st- stuck in this in between state for the rest of eternity and that's pretty messed up like she doesn't she doesn't even get the release of death (laughs) 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 the sweet release of death we all crave it um
0: personally i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna say nine maybe 9.25 I'm gonna get a little crazy here. Uh, she's very evil. First of all, one of her founding principles is, as you said, murder anyone prettier than me. Secondly, child abuse. Anybody who's child abuse, you're automatically up there in terms of evilness. And thirdness, as you thirdness. And thirdly, <laughs> as you said, she's like, hmm, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna put her in a coma forever and ever and ever and ever. And so we hear. Snow White praying at some point in the movie. So obviously she believes in like some kind of higher power. So it stands to reason that in this universe, there is the belief of some kind of afterlife and she's denying her of that. Also the blatant cruelty of putting a water pitcher right out of reach of somebody that's we're led to believe probably died of dehydration is just wow. And then the wanna drink of water? And she just kicks the pitcher into the boat. Like, that is cruel for cruelness sake. Like, she is a bad... She's
1: evil. She's real evil. Yeah, she's a bad person. Like, her apparently one friend in the world is that crow, right? Right. And first thing she does after she gets that apple all poisoned up is really... It's just put it in the crow's face. Like, that crow trust um, I'm gonna make some assumptions <laughs> make here me. well yeah I mean if the crow's sticking around clearly it's gotta like the queen somehow only person only thing in the land that likes the queen and he. It, you know he's so scared that's, and true. A, that's a mean prank to play on someone so not only is she evil she's mean
0: I agree I fully agree and then final ranking is going to be rewatchability. How rewatchable is Snow
1: White? Why is that the final ranking? Why are we not ranking the movie itself?
0: I guess. Fine. Let's fine watch do the rewatchability. And then we'll give a
1: final ranking. How
0: rewatchable is Snow White? And the um,
1: for me, I will say... Okay, uh, I don't want to do that one out of ten because that's too broad. Um, I would say it's either a yes, a uh, mildly or a no. And we had
0: different ideas.
1: Okay, what's your rank? More. So I think
0: this is a live podcast. People, we're figuring out what we're doing. I think the
1: Most the rewatchability. Are... This is not live. We're recording, and we can edit it. <laughs> And don't be, don't be putting lies out there again. This is not, you're not forming, this is not a foundation of trust.
0: Anyway, I think it should be, rewatchability is, is it rewatchable daily, weekly, monthly, yearly?
1: Less than that. Um... Uh, I mean, if we go on the basis of how often we do actually rewatch it as people who own the DVD uh, and now we will have access to it just at the tip of our fingers through our keyboards and the internet, and wow, that sentence is great, Um, I would say less than yearly because we do not, as a matter of fact, necessarily watch it like we will watch it every once in a while um but you know stands to reason we were just doing a before the disney plus release we had actually started a disney movie countdown because we are going to walt disney world first week of december and (laughs) we like to uh watch movies leading up to our trip and we had a pretty big selection of movies we put on that list and snow white was not is very never really part of the list um that's true so i will get times when i feel like watching it um but definitely not to the level of most other movies so i would say less than yearly for me
0: i would say probably yearly is where i'd rank it if i see it once in a year it's good i don't Need it more than that,
1: but you can go with less than that. That's that's why I'm going with less than yearly. Like I'm not saying never. I think never should be part of this ranking again because I have a feeling some of the movies we're gonna watch, uh, or not necessarily might end up in the never
0: category. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna leave it yearly. My ranking. And finally, let's let's close it out with an overall ranking. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Walt Disney's first animated
1: feature film? I want to give it a higher ranking because of the fact that it's such a big piece of Disney history. And Disney would not be what it is today if this movie had not been created and had not had the success that it had um i just don't feel that it's a movie that's carried well through the years to the point that i feel an attachment to it it doesn't really even though i watched it as a child it doesn't hold nostalgia for me i know a lot of people that like it uh i feel yes my aunt it's my my snow white is my aunt's favorite princess she loves dopey um isn't she actually also your grandmother's favorite
0: she is also my grandmother's favorite. I feel favorite. like
1: that's the generation we're touching on here, which is not to say obviously, you know, people of any age are going to have different favorites and so this is my own personal opinion, but for me Snow White it doesn't hold the touch of nostalgia and so I would uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to give it a 4. Ooh, wow. I'm going to rank it a 6
0: and I was feeling like your explanation was setting up for a solid at least 6 but you are I'm going to give it a 6 because again the the sheer iconic soundtrack the iconic characters that we all know even though it's misquoted all the time in popular culture mirror mirror on the wall
1: it's magic mirror as we wall. all
0: know it's actually mirror on the wall but popular culture is what it is for the sheer for the sheer amount that it is added to culture for what it's done and then for you know some enjoyability i'm going to rank it a solid 6 out of 10
1: yeah see i i don't disagree that it has had a major cultural impact and like i mentioned it has made it has led to make the disney company into what it is today um I don't know I just like one of the things that's always been true to me is Snow White's voice is so incredibly annoying to my ears and I don't even in French even, more in French <laughs> more in French than in English but in English as well um, which again you know th- there was a very specific tone of voice and of singing that was the norm for movies in the 30s and the 40s. So it could have been completely different. It had been made in a different year. But to me, Iconic Voice is annoying. And I actually don't like most of those songs. If you look at my Disney If, Shut if you, know. you look at my Disney playlist, there is not a single We've heard enough. We've heard There enough. is not a single Snow, Snow White song on there. The
0: people and I have heard enough we're, we're through with this.
1: Uh, I'm going to be speak- making anime I- straight up on the first episode. You know what? I'm speaking for the audience. At me,
0: if you want. Snow White has an iconic soundtrack. That's what it is. It is what it is. So, the next movie we're going to be watching is... Pinocchio. Pinocchio! So we'll watch that. I haven't seen that in years, so it's going to be interesting to rewatch Actually,
1: it. it's one of the few that we don't have on DVD, so that is where Disney Plus will come in handy for. Yes, I'm, well, I'm excited to, to watch it. One We're of back. the few, I uh, say, a lot of the Disney Plus library we do not own. I want to make that disclaimer right now. There's a lot of movies on there. But in terms of the Disney animated studios, Pinocchio is one of the few that we do not own. So
0: join us next time when we give you some history, some fun facts, and of course, just a lot of what we think about Pinocchio. We'll be happy to have you, and you can find us on Twitter at Magical Streaming. On Instagram at Magical Streaming.
1: That is correct.
0: Okay. And you can always email us at MagicalStreaming at Yahoo.com.
1: So thank you so much for joining in and enjoy your Magical Streaming. Bye.